Hi, this is Langston Bartley for the kids segment of Motivational Monday. And I'm glad to have us all back. I'm sorry I couldn't do the other parts. My mom was in Dallas. We had to stay at our grandparents' house. But now I'm back. So now today we're going to be doing day two of the um, Holy Spirit. And Moses on Mount Sinai and the golden calf. The Israelites left the desert of sin where the Lord sent them quail and manna for food. They moved from one place to another at the command of the Lord. Three months after they had left Egypt, the Israelites came to the desert of Sinai. There was at the foot of Mount Sinai, they set up camp. Moses went up to, to the top of the mountain to meet with God. The Lord gave Moses a message for the Israelites. You saw what I, you saw what I, the Lord, the, the Lord did the, did to the Egyptian. How I carried you as an eagle carries her young on her wings and brought you here. Then the Lord made a covenant a, or an agreement with them. If you obey me and keep my covenant, he said, you will be my people and all the heart is mine, but you will be chosen people. So Moses went down and told the leaders of the people everything that the Lord had commanded him. Then all the people answered together, we will do everything that the Lord has said. Moses reported this to God. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will come to you in a thick cloud so that people will hear me speaking with you and will believe me from now on. Tell the people to spend the day tomorrow purifying themselves for worship. On the day after tomorrow, I will come down on Mount Sinai where all the people can see me. Mark a boundary around the mountain that the people must not cross. Tell them not to go up the mountain or even get near it. If anyone sets a foot on it, he must be put to death. Moses came down and told the Israelites to get ready to worship God, but ready the but ready the day after tomorrow, he said. When the trumpet sounds, we must go to the mountain. On the morning on the third day, there was the thunder and lightning. A thick cloud of smoke covered the mountain, and the trumpet blast was heard. All the people trembled with fear. Moses led them out of the camp to meet God. They stood at the foot of the mountain. All that people trembled violent as the trumpet got louder and louder. Then the Lord called Moses back up to the mountain. God was now ready to give the Israel the laws of his covenant.
the golden calf. Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights, while God wrote on stone tablets 10 important commands for his people. The people grew red. Oh, but first I wanted to tell you about, before we read about the golden calf, and also um, when we're done reading, you should just, if you want to go back, if you have a Bible, just go to Exodus 19, 1 through 20. Or if you don't have your Bible, just go to your, ask your parents to go to a phone, Exodus 19, 1 through 20. And then the golden calf is on Exodus 13, 32 through 34. Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights, while God wrote on stone tablets 10 important commandments for his people. The people grew restless. We don't know what happened to Moses. So they said, they said to Aaron, make us a God to lead us. So Aaron had them bring all their gold earrings to him. Aaron melted the gold and molded a golden calf. The people shouted, This is our God who led us out of Egypt. They brought sacrifices and began eating, drinking, singing, and dancing. The Lord said to Moses on the mountain, Hurry back to the camp. Your people whom you let out of Egypt have sinned and rejected me. They made an idol and are worshiping it. God was so angry. He did. He wanted to destroy them. But Moses pleaded, do not destroy the people. Remember your promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So God changed his mind. Moses went down the mountain with the two stone tablets containing the Ten Commandments. When he saw the golden calf and the people dancing, he threw the tablets and broke them. Moses took the image the people had made and melted it. He ground it into fine powder. Then he mixed it with the water and made the people of Israel drink it. When Moses asked Aaron why, why had he done such terrible thing, Aaron blamed it all on the people. He also gave this excuse. I threw the ornaments into the fire, and it, it, it came out of this calf. The Lord was angry at the people's sin, at his commandment. The Levites went through the camp and the day and killed about 3,000 of the Israelites who had disobeyed the Lord. Then the Lord told Moses to cut two more stone tablets and bring them to the top of the mountain. Once again, the Ten Commandments were written on the stone tablets. After 40 days and 40 nights, Moses delivered the laws of the Lord to the people. The first four commandments told the people how to respect and worship God and Him alone. The six commandments told the people of their duties to one another. 
not steal, lie, covet, or kill, to honor their parents and be true to their mates. The people promised to obey the Lord. And that's all for today. I just want to go into that. The Israelites were afraid that God had not kept his promise. And they started to not believe in him. So that's why they made the golden calf. Aaron had to make the golden calf. It was a bad idea. And God was very upset that he wanted to destroy them. But Moses told him, don't kill him, because he made a promise that those were his chosen people. So he changed his mind. And instead he had Levites kill 3,000 of the Israelites that had not done what the Lord had asked. So, see, this is why God wants us to be obedient at all times. And that's why God gives us the Ten Commandments in the Bible. It's in Exodus. So whenever you um feel like doing something bad, you should just read them. And never worship a, a false god. And don't and God uh, God is the one true God and you shouldn't worship any other idol. And that's all for today on Moses. All right. Great job. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on Motivational Monday Kids segment. We are getting back into um, our our groove. I've been traveling, as Langston mentioned, and we pray that what he shared today blessed you. Langston, we always like to leave them um, where we know this story of the Israelites and as you've taken us through the um, the golden calf and them being disobedient to God, tell us, um, and you brought out several great things about idols. And I do want to let um, the kids know that are listening to me, maybe you're little, maybe, you know, you're a teenager. And Langston did mention that there's only one and true God. And that's one thing we want to make sure you, you received out of this story. There is only one um, true God, but he mentioned an idol and maybe you're listening and you're like, well, what is an idol? But an idol, I heard it described a, a great way. And it's any person, place, thing um, that you put in the place of God. And so it can be someone, it can be a thing, it can be anything that takes the place of where God should sit because he is our one and only God. There's only one and only true living God. And when we allow, let's just say maybe our friends or maybe we get even so caught up in, you know, I I have to um, get straight A's. I'm going to get college. I have to, my school is everything. I don't have time for this. I have just this, it, something becomes now the place that he is because getting good grades and um, doing your best, being even involved in activities and playing sports, those things are great things, but you always still want God to be first. Lord, how do I be the best football player? How do I um, do well on this test? I would like to go to college. You invite him in, but when that 
thing or person or activity takes place and priority over God, you now have an idol. And so we always want to keep God in the right place. We don't want to worship an idol. And you might, and I wanted to just say that because you might think, well, I would never worship idol in the sense of what the people did. They built the cabin, they bent down, but it could be something as simple as you're loving a sport more than you're loving God. You don't even invite him to say, Lord, I want you to help me to be the best basketball player. God, what should I do? Should I, you know, make this application to do this? Or it's involving him in your life. And so even as young adults or children, we want to involve God in everything that we do because he will help you. So Langston, go ahead and give us, um, you know, how can they relate this to where they are now? This sto- These two stories you shared. Well, one thing is, um, like, about, like, the thing, like, worshiping the um, golden calf. If you, like, have a problem in school, like, people are saying that I'm going to rule over you because I'm the only king that there should be. So you have to do whatever I say. Well, you should just tell them that you can't tell them what, you can't tell me what to do because only God can tell me what to do because he's our only king. So what about if they have a teacher? Can a teacher tell them what to do? No. They can. A teacher can tell them what to do. Under, only under God's control they can. Okay. Only under God's control. So we want them to understand that they can listen to authority, but knowing that when that person is telling you the wrong thing or saying you have to do this and they know it's not something they should do, then that's when there's a problem. Well, you should just do the exact opposite of what they're doing and do what's right. Okay, so not doing what when someone is telling you to do something wrong, but doing the opposite and doing that which is right. So, if you, like, have a problem at school, like, someone's like, hey, guys, let's, let's go sneak some candy out of someone's lunchbox. And you should just tell them that stealing is wrong, and then you just walk away. Okay, so, exactly, taking a stand for what's right. All right, any other example you want to give? Um... I like to read my um, Holy Spirit book. Okay, you're going to go ahead and tell them about, let them know what day two is about. Day two is about, um, you should take the time to like, have like schedule with the Holy Spirit and take some time to um, like talk to him and stuff. Now remind them, why don't you review day one? What was day one about for those that are maybe listening about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? He's an actual person. You can't see him, but he is there. He's everywhere. Wherever you are, he's right there. And he will protect you in times of trouble. What else will he do? He'll um stop you from doing bad things. How does he stop you? He tells you quietly in your heart to like, don't do that, just go away. That's right. He has a, it's like a still, a quiet voice that leads you and guides you. Sometimes it feels like it's loud. Sometimes it's not, right? 
mm-hmm. or the unctioning is another word that you're saying, that impression that you feel that mm, I shouldn't do this. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so day two is scheduling an appointment with, with the Holy Spirit daily. Tell us what that means. Well, first, like, first you should, like, get like first you should like get to out um some take some time to um talk to him about anything and then cuz the holy cuz you should just take your time to like talk to him first before anything else take the time to um talk to the holy spirit and ask him to help you with any problem or any um thing that's like going on in school and he can help you do whatever problem you have. Is he only there for problems? No. What is he there for? He's there to protect you. That's right. He's there for anything. So scheduling an appointment with him is keeping him first, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what else? Also, you should... um. Also, when you schedule with him daily, you should um, ask him, like, should I do this or should I do that? And then he'll tell you the answer. He'll, That's right. Like, whatever question you need, he'll help you answer it. That's right. So we want to encourage you. One of the things that we're doing is we are reading a book, and I encourage you to get it for any parents that are listening. And it's called The Champion's 31-Day Devotional on the Holy Spirit by J. Conrad, K-O-N-R-A-D, Hole, H-O-L-E. And we are on day two. And as Langston mentioned, Schedule an appointment with him daily. And what that means is just recognizing that you have a relationship with him and he should be a priority in your day. And so you don't start your day without greeting the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He's guiding and leading you. And so whatever is going on in your day, maybe things are going to come up. Maybe you're in high school and you have a heavy schedule or you're just dealing with some issue with friendships or you're just trying to, you know, go to college and you want to make the best decisions. You want to do great in your class and you have sports and you might just feel like even your plate is full, but the Holy Spirit is there for you. And so starting your day off saying, Holy Spirit, guide me through this day, lead me through this day, help me. I want to be the best student. I want to be the best athlete. You know, show me what friends to be with and who to walk away from. You're inviting him to say, I recognize nothing will work effectively in my life until you are in my life consistently. And knowing that he is reliable, you don't just fit him in, but you want to acknowledge him. He is the primary source of your life. And so we want to encourage you to make an appointment with him. Um, that's easy for you to keep. Maybe it's just saying in the morning, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to talk with him. I'm going to, before I get to the bus stop or as I'm walking to the bus stop, I want to talk to him. Um, and then you want to enjoy it. Know that he takes pleasure in you coming and asking for his guidance. So we want you to read Psalms 27. We prayed it that blessed you. Langston, is there anything else you want to leave with them today? Um, 
also about the thou shalt not lie. In case you don't know what lying is, um, it's like telling people something that's not true. So just in the case, like, if you, like, take something that's not yours, you take a snack out of someone's lunchbox, and, the, and they're telling you, and then you say, did you, and the teacher says, did you take a snack? And you say, no, I didn't take anything. And that's lying. And God doesn't want us to lie. He wants us to tell the truth at all times. Because when you lie, it makes things worse. But when you tell the truth, it kind of makes, sometimes it makes things right. But sometimes you have to get in trouble for what you did. Well, for sometimes when you lie, there's consequences, and sometimes there aren't. That's right. That's a good point to bring out. So it's always better to tell the truth. Correct? Correct. All right. Well, guys, we thank you for joining us today for Motivational Monday, the kids segment. Segment. Langston is back on track. We are excited. Um, we pray that something we said bless you. Remember, acknowledge the Holy Spirit in everything you do and allow him to lead and guide you right where you are. We love you guys and we'll see you next week for Motivational Monday, the kids segment. Have a great day. Bye.